morning, everyone. Uh, I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Ananta. And we'd like to welcome you today to Sunday service, those of you who are here, and those of you who are viewing online. And a special welcome to those of you who are visiting, perhaps for the first time. Maybe you're here for programs through our Expanding Light or meditation retreat. We're very glad to have you this morning. I'd like to read from Race of the One Light, and these are weekly commentaries on the excerpts from the Bible and the Gita written by Swami Kriyananda. And this is week 48, and it's entitled The Law of Karma, Bondage or Soul Release. Truth is one and eternal, Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. The epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians contains this oft-quoted statement, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. An autobiography of a yogi, Paramhansa Yogananda, tells a story from the life of the Benares saint, Trilanga Swami. A skeptic once determined to expose Trilanga as a charlatan. A large bucket of calcium-lime mixture used in whitewashing walls, was placed before the Swami. Master, the materialist said in mock reverence, I have brought you some clappered milk. Please drink it. Trilanga unhesitatingly drained to the last drop the container full of burning lime. In a few minutes, the evildoer fell to the ground in agony. Help, Swami, help, he cried. I am on fire. Forgive my wicked test. The great yogi broke his habitual silence. Scoffer, he said. You did not realize when you offered me poison that my life is one with your own. Except for my knowledge that God is present in my stomach, as in every atom of creation, the lime would have killed me. Now that you know the divine meaning of boomerang, <laughs> never again play tricks on anyone. The well-purged sinner healed by Trilonga's words, slunk feebly away. Yogananda goes on to say, the reversal of pain was not due to any volition of the master, but came about through unerring application of the law of justice, which upholds creation's farthest swinging orb. Men of God-realization like Trilonga 
Allow the divine law to operate instantaneously. They have banished forever all thwarting cross currents of ego. Not by reason alone, but by self-realization, are the ins and outs of destiny fully understood. Their web, though tied forever to the post of ego modification, is too intricate to be perceived as a single thread. Only great masters can see it with clarity. It is visible to them in all its workings, not from within the tangle, but from above in superconsciousness. As Sri Krishna said in the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, he who beholds in action, in action, and action in inaction, is wise among men. He is one with the Spirit. He has attained the true goal of action, perfect freedom. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. also like to thank you all for coming and uh, I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity. This is a book that um, Paramahansa Yogananda wrote. I'd like to read, I will hop from eternity to eternity. My gold gossamer astral body, shining with the spark of immortality, hopped cricket-like from one blade of existence to another. Thou hast clothed the barren soil of eternity with grass blades of many cycles of time. I will hop to them one by one from one blade of pleasure to another until I can leap to the safety of thy reassuring hands. With living threads of thy joy I was formed. I am happy to have danced my part in this cosmic show but I am done now with restless hopping. I would find rest at last in cosmic changelessness. Human lives, again, like slowly moving camels, plod ponderously over broad, sandy deserts towards the oasis of self-awareness. As developed beings, their astral bodies pass also from planet to planet. Only in thee, at last, do they find what they were seeking always. Lord, give me again the perfection of fulfillment in thy love of infinity. I read this whispers because uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the law of karma and soul release. And this perspective that Master gives us, 
that the law of karma, we've already heard, operates flawlessly, effectively, constantly. Most of us recognize that it is, in fact, uh, operating. And it determines where we are, what our health challenges are, whether we're on top of the economic heap or the bottom, all these things, what kind of car we have, what kind of job we have, whether our corporation went broke or merged with a bigger corporation, all this stuff is all operated by the law of karma. And in the readings, Swami says that we should be really grateful that the law of karma operates because think how hard it is to figure out Maya and what if it was random? <laughs> I mean, it it's pretty much seems like it's random a lot of the time, as is. And this is, this is what the law of karma finely tuned and operating perfectly, easy for me to say. So the reality is that the law of karma is operating. And Master Paramahansa Yukananda used to complain about the attitude of people saying, oh, well, it's just my karma. I can't do anything about my situation. I can't do anything. He was not happy with that. Master was emphatic that we have to operate the law of karma and use it, but we have to, even better than that, we have to transcend it. And we could define good karma as that which moves us towards self-realization at the point between the eyebrows, which moves us towards cosmic consciousness, which allows our divine destiny to unfold. And we could define bad karma as everything which pulls us towards maya, entrenches us in desire, holds us in the smallness. Good karma and bad karma. But the reality of it is is that on this long journey, this camel-plodding journey across the desert that Master referred to, we have accrued a lot of karma because all the actions have to work out. There is a couple of phrases that I just love and treasure uh, from Sister Gyanamata, and one of them is the things that happen to us do not matter. What matters is what we become through them. So the good karma and the bad karma is really ours to determine how do we react to it? How do we use it? So your company goes on the stock market and it's a two for one split and you get a million dollar bonus. Is that good or bad karma? Depends on what you do with the million dollars, doesn't it? If you give it to the Temple of Light, really good karma. <laughs> if you go out and become an arms dealer, really bad karma. It's your choice. Everything is your choice. Everything is up to you. And the law of karma operates. And we have to eventually, or sooner rather than later, distance ourselves from the post of the ego that's taking this good and bad karma in and playing with it. I have a dear friend, we have a dear friend, a member of the Sangha. My friend Jairam Hunt has been in jail for 30 years. 
for a crime you didn't commit. I would say, maybe bad karma. But what did he do with it? He practices Kriya Yoga. And I have known Jai Ram for 30 years. And I have not one time heard him say that it's anyone's karma but his own. He does not blame the courts, the lawyers, the judges, the police, the whole spectrum of people that you could blame if you wanted to play into the karmic illusion. He doesn't do that. I am in awe of that. <laughs> I don't know if I was in the same situation if I could do that. But we inspire each other by watching each other's karma and trying to accept and understand it and understand that sometime long ago something was started in motion that gives us this situation. The things that happen to us do not matter. What matters is what we become through them. And if every opportunity that we have, our illness, our bankruptcy, our ex-wife, our fill-in-the-blank, the stuff that happens to us, do we buy into it? And do we pretend that we're not the divine playing a little part in the movie? Or do we let it go and realize and remember I own nothing. I am free in myself. I am free. I own no one. I am free in myself. I am free. I am formless, ever free. I am nameless, ever free. We have to live in that consciousness. We have to get out of this cycle of rebirth. It goes on and on. You get the next job, and then it's great, and then their company goes broke, and then you're all down, and where is God? And I don't know if I believe in God. Sometimes when people are dying, they say, I'm mad at God. <laughs> like, kids. <laughs> Get mad at yourself for putting yourself in this situation. It's not God that's left you behind. It's not the Divine Mother. She hasn't forgotten you. She's giving you, and we attract those situations that we can use for self-realization more than good karma. Another Sister Gyanamata quote, it takes very, very, very good karma even to want to learn to meditate. Yay! <laughs> so if you came to the Expanding Light this weekend and you wanted to learn to meditate, you have very, very, very good karma. And we all have very good karma to be here or to be watching on the internet. There's all these things you could be watching. Why did you go to Ananda.org? Because in your soul, you know there's a way out of this endless cycle of karma, this endless good and bad. And that's what we have to do. We have to get off the wheel. How do we get off the wheel? Well, we disconnect from the ego and the attachment that ties the karma to us. We start to watch the movie from a place of calmness and joy in the self. And we start to see this movie is very long. And it's very, the plot twists are just breaking my head. But in the end, I own nothing. I am free in myself. I am free. I am joyful, ever free. That is why we did that chant, <laughs> because that's the key. 
is to watch the movie from the self, from that light at the point between the eyebrows. And yes, you can see the karma. You can watch all this happen. You can see your own karma more clearly from that point, but it doesn't affect you. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't matter. Those are the masters. Master said when he took on an incarnation, it was like putting on a heavy coat on a hot day, a heavy overcoat on a hot day. It's kind of sticky and hot and it's not very comfortable. But he was going to play that part. But he never identified that he was the coat or he was the hot day or that you are the body or that you are the position you are in life, the rising star of the startup or the disenfranchised, uh, poor person, homeless person without even a tent or a shopping cart. It just end, uh, ends of the spectrum. Master's two foremost disciples, uh, Rajasi Janakananda, on top of the world, banker at 29, owned a bank, it ran an insurance company, owned all this stuff, is on all these boards of directors. Did Master have him leave all that and come to the ashram? No. He said, this is your karma. Work it out. Keep doing that, and then come when you can. Go into Samadhi with me on the beach at Encinitas, or in a hotel room in Kansas City when you came to see him. You know? live, live in God, but play your part. And Sister Gyanamata, who ended up in, the, in a cot in the washroom at Mount Washington because she was an incarnation of wisdom, does she care? No, she does not care. But that was her karma. That was her, her play. We all have our karma. We all have the situations that we have. We don't have enough money. We have way too much money. We have health challenges. We're getting old. We're young and beautiful, whatever. That's just your karma. Play it out. But don't identify with it. Be the soul. Be free. How do we do that? Ah. Glad you asked. <laughs> it turns out that we have four techniques for this. We have Hong Sa. I am He. I am Spirit. When you meditate, you drop the body. You drop the attachment. You drop your age, your race, your position in life, married, single, whatever. None of that meditates. What meditates is the soul. It merges with the point in the center of the light, you are that Hong Saw. Meditate. Do the energization exercises. Your energy, you're not the body. You draw in energy. You control the energy, but you're not the body. This is just a vehicle. It's just something you use to serve, to work out your karma. Om technique. I will send the comforter, bring all things to your memory. Om. Listen to Om. Think Om, roar Om, see Om, hear Om. Hear the Om behind all the sound, all the beautiful music when the choir came up saying Mother of Wisdom, they're probably going to sing another song. Because there's Om vibrating through sound, through words, through the songs of birds, through the wind, through the rain. Om, the Divine Mother of the Universe. Listen to her, be a part of her, and realize you are Om. You're not this karmic play. This whole thing, it's like at the end of the play, everyone comes out out of character and bows together, right? Do that now. 
skip it. <laughs> There's all this ridiculous karma going on. Don't play it out. Play the Om. Do your Kriyas. If you're a disciple of another path, chant the mantra of the Buddha. Sufi dance. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter what your karma has given you as a path to God. The fact is, you have a path to God. Use it. Do it. This is a great month for this. It's December. We are moving towards Christmas, Hanukkah. We're moving towards the solstice. We're moving towards New Year's and new start and new beginning. Master's birthday. Here we go. Do it. One week from yesterday, you can go to the meditation retreat and do an eight-hour meditation. At the end of this service, you can go with Tim Clark. You can go over there to the Temple of Light. And you can broadcast divine love in all directions. You can see what we're doing with the Temple of Light. The Temple of Light is what we are. Ananda is a movement to spread the light of God with the world. That's the Temple of Light. Go with Tim if you haven't seen it. Go for a little tour. We'll show you what we're doing. But bless it. Bless the Temple of Light. Come to the all-day meditation next week, the alternate all-day meditation. If you can't come for eight hours, come for four hours. Can't come for four hours, come for two hours. Body won't come for two hours, come for one hour. <laughs> Come for the opening prayer and take a walk. I don't care what you do. <laughs> but put your life in that vibration. World Brotherhood Day. We're going to have that. Christmas Eve. All day meditation here, the 23rd. Master's birthday, New Year's, New Year's resolution. Start over. Take all your karma and all your attachments. Throw them in a fire ceremony. Burn them up. Let go of them. Because you're not that. You are nameless, you are formless, you are free. Establish that contact with the divine. That's what frees you from karma. And then you just live out your karma. You know what Kriyananda said? He said, I expect you all to be jiva muktas, free while living. Done with the karma attachment, sure the karma plays out, but you don't have to be affected by it because you're not attached to it. Because it's attached to the ego. It's attached to the body. You have physical karma, it works out on your body. If you don't have a body, who cares about physical karma? Who cares about all that stuff? Keep your mind in God. This is a great season for this. Because it's the, well, I don't know if I can say that, but I think I can say, it's the one time when our society turns towards celebration, towards spirit. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, solstice. We turn as a community. Enjoy that. You know, Swami Kriyananda said, if the good karma is not attached to the ego, it is shared with the entire world. That's called the temple of light. It's just for the world. It's not our temple. It's, it's the world's temple. Temple of light. Your body is a temple of light. Your life is a life of light. Live it that way. Just give it away. And as you go through this season, you have a little help. There's going to be Christmas carols playing at the mall. There's going to be, it's going to get schmaltzy. I know. There's going to be some used car salesman with a Santa hat on. Okay. Don't get cynical. Just enjoy it. It's the spirit of Santa. It's the best he can do for who he is with his karma. Great. God bless him. You know, it's better than something else. You know, just take the best of it. Take the, the decorations. Master said the lights on the Christmas tree are the lights of the spine and the chakras. 
Enjoy that. Enjoy the decorations, the wreath. Cycle of life. Endless cycle of life. Om. Akar, ukar, makar. Creation, preservation, dissolution. Wreaths. Beautiful decorations. Beautiful dresses that ladies wear to parties. People get dressed up. Celebrate. Enjoy it. But not attached to yourself. Not with your opinion of that dress. Just let, let them wear whatever they wear and enjoy it and let it be an example of the flow of the divine. Because it's Christmas and Christ is coming. He's here and you're there at the nativity with the wise men and the mother and the shepherds. They just got the message because their heart was open. Come on, see the Christ. And the angels were there. We're at the nativity. Make that the reality of December 2018. Live in that. Chant. Meditate more deeply. Meditate with the flow and the grace of the masters. It's flowing constantly into the world through all the paths. All the masters keep coming and they say, you're not the karma. Get off this wheel. Be free. Live in God. Love God. Serve God. Think about God. See God in each other. See God in the various celebrations. The Hanukkah. I, I grew up as a little Irish Catholic kid, but all my neighbors were Jewish. So it was Hanukkah. I was into Hanukkah. I didn't know anything about Hanukkah, but it was really cool. There was really good food, and the people were really nice, and they were very kind, and they were in a joyful, celebratory mood. That's all I knew about it. Later on, I learned, ha, huh, this is another festival of light, dedicating the temple. Ah, it always comes back to that, doesn't it? Light, love, kindness. You are that. What a wonderful month to celebrate. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.
nearly so dear. There's nothing here nearly so dear as her laughter away in the storm.